I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, November 3rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and technology, all in less than seven minutes. So, Jay, those red cups that you get at Starbucks around holiday season, it's been 25 years that Starbucks has been doing that, 25 years since they've carried new cup designs for the holiday season. And here's the thing, the coffee company's holiday drinks and treats, they're officially back on the menu in Canada this week. Can you believe that? I can believe it. I'm just glad it's not pumpkin spice season anymore because that that whole season I'm not down with, but I am here for the red cup season. The transition between Halloween and the holiday season, it's getting shorter and shorter every year. At least they're waiting a couple days, but I, I see a world in which October 31st hits and then November 1st right away, right into the holiday season. And I don't like that. I, I like to have a little bit of distance between the two. What would you do during the in-between period? Rake? It's a, I don't know. We should come up with a new season oh. that is between Halloween and Christmas. Like, by the way, winter is Christmas. Like it's December 21st. That's winter. And so this in-between season should be something else altogether. I don't have a good proposal for that, Jay. Maybe we should make up a holiday. Maybe we should move family day to this season. And that could be the, the center of it all. I'm not sure, but I think it's worth considering for all the peak pals out there that maybe we don't jump into the holiday season so quickly. Brett, aside from you you rearranging the holiday season, what do we have for peak pals today? I apologize for the rant, but you know it's it's been very top of mind for me recently. We've got three great stories for you today, peak pals. For our first story, the Fed once again raises rates. For our second story, Elon's leaving his mark at Twitter. And for our last story, Google is using AI to detect wildfires. For our first story, the U.S. Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 75 percentage points, bringing its benchmark rate to 3.75 to 4% and effectively making any type of debt like mortgages, credit cards, auto loans a little bit pricier. Brett, what is the Fed thinking? So today marks a shift in the Fed strategy seen over the last seven months, which will increasingly focus on balancing the need to combat still high inflation against the strains of higher borrowing costs and the risks to the economy that follow. Some experts say the central bank is likely to start slowing its aggressive rate hike role as it waits to assess the impact of higher rates on the economy. Now, some data already indicates price pressures are beginning to ease. But strong financials for households and businesses have so far made taming high inflation particularly difficult as the labor market and consumer spending hold up. One Wells Fargo economist told Reuters, it'll be some time before inflationary pressures stemming from the labor market are sufficiently tepid for the Fed. Goldman Sachs CEO and DJ David Solomon noted that rates as high as 5% could play out by March 2023 if the Fed does not see, quote unquote, real changes in consumer behavior. Now, let's zoom out, Brett. The Bank of Canada already slowed the pace of its rate hikes last month, but our dependence on the U.S. economy means it's more or less forced to match the Fed's moves. For our second story, less than a week into his tenure as chief twit turned quote-unquote Twitter complaint hotline operator, Elon Musk is moving quickly to make his mark on Twitter by revamping its entire business model. Now, here's what's happening, Brett. Musk wants to diversify Twitter's revenue stream away from advertising by focusing on subscriptions and user feeds, including a revamped Twitter Blue product. The subscription will cost $8 a month, down from $20 after an intervention by, surprisingly, author Stephen King and include a checkmark badge, which I've always wanted, fewer ads, and priority placement in the platform's feed. Other ideas from Musk and his lieutenants, letting users charge for video views, bringing back the short-form video platform Vine, and launching an enterprise product. 
Well, you know who to call when they want to launch that Vine product, Jay. We're going to be right back on there. Yes, but those ideas may turn into revenue down the road. But right now, advertising makes up 90% of Twitter's revenue. And that part of the business is experiencing some turbulence. Yeah, I'll say. The company's chief marketing officer and head of ad sales have, well, they left the company. And ad businesses are even advising clients to suspend their Twitter campaigns over worries that promotions may appear next to offensive content if Musk loosens moderation. Now, here's why it matters, Brett. Twitter is a small fish in a big social media pond. Facebook has six times as many active users, but the reach of the platform's most prominent personalities means the changes Musk makes will have an outsized impact on what the future of social media looks like. And Brett, for our third and final story. From the same company that brought you the how busy is the bus I'm currently sitting on, Google is expanding its life-saving features on wildfire detection and flood forecasting tools. Now, let's get you caught up. So Google started using AI to predict floods in 2018, and by 2021, it had sent safety alerts to 23 million people in flood-prone India and Bangladesh. This is per The Verge. In 2020, Google also started offering U.S. users a map feature that shows wildfire boundaries in near real time, which has since been expanded to Canada as well. By tapping on a quote-unquote fire, a user can see resources from local governments, emergency websites, phone numbers for help, and information and evacuation details. The latest version of the wildfire warning system will introduce machine learning models trained on satellite data to improve fire tracking and detection in real time and better predict how they spread. And here's why it matters. As disasters become more frequent and dangerous, half the world currently lacks adequate early warning systems, according to the United Nations. In Canada, flooding is the most common natural disaster, and Natural Resources Canada expects the impacts of climate change will trigger more frequent forest fires in the future. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, enjoy your day on Twitter. I always do, Jay.